Well, howdy, folks. Welcome to Michael Perry's voicemail, episode number 177. Out the window of my little room above the garage here, I can see that time rolls on. Last week, I mentioned it was time for me to lighten up a tad, and indeed, I think I did, and it was nice. And I don't intend to be an episodal downer today either, but I did kind of accidentally pick a piece to read that's not exactly all zippity-doo-dah. I, I didn't pick it because I'm down, though. I picked it because, well, let me, let me read it first, and then, I'll, then I'll rattle on about it and toss in some unusual marginalia. It's from Million Billion, and it's called St. Jude. Somewhere around the age of 42, I hit that stage where more and more I recognized recurrent patterns of behavior in humanity in general, and myself in particular. This workaday predictive ability solves pretty much nothing and, in fact, remains a regular source of frustration and peak, but the upshot is it makes life more navigable. Good or bad, you sense what's coming and which way to steer. It isn't that you can avoid the collision, but you buy yourself time to brace or assume a position designed to minimize collateral damage. It isn't a crystal ball type of insight. It's more a low-grade prescience. You look at something the younger you would have accepted at face value, solve for the variables of human nature, and shortly extrapolate a narrow range of how things are going to go. Lately, these instincts have been failing me. Not completely. I've been right about a lot of things I wish I'd gotten wrong. But it also turns out I've severely underestimated the power of mendacity. Socially speaking, we live in a time of blunt instruments. I have nothing original to say on the subject, and indeed am most effective when I stick to my wheelhouse. Benign domestic mishaps, riasides, cow references, my incompetence with hand tools. The occasional reflective vignette featuring a tire swing or the hay balers of yesteryear. Every day, today included, I'm grateful to be allowed this little life of mine. Apart from high school football and basic firefighting, I I've never been a good frontline battler and admire those who are, those who lead the way, articulate in defense of truth and goodness. But every day I question if my less fortunate neighbors can depend on me. From my desk, I can see a laminated prayer card featuring the image of St. Jude. I bought it for a dollar at the Dickeyville Grotto in southwestern Wisconsin while researching a book based on pareidolia, a psychological phenomenon that explains why people see Jesus in a grilled cheese sandwich or the Blessed Virgin Mary in a pizza. The card is wedged between the wall and the window frame, available in case of emergency. Sometimes when things aren't going so well, I pull out the songwriter Drew Nelson's Tilt-A-Whirl album and stare at that card while track four plays on repeat. And the lyrics go, In the moonlight I am praying to the patron saint of fools. In the darkness, my supplication. Would you light my way, St. Jude? The muted finger-picking, the chill organ note, each imply quietude in the face of brute force. Surrender is sweet victory. Sweetest of all, that word supplication reminded me how I still love the terms of faith upon which I was raised. Supplication, to ask, to beg, to know humility, 
St. Jude, the patron saint of fools, of desperate situations, of lost causes. I figure right about now he's running out of business cards and has hired extra help to answer the phones. I have no trumpet to blow here. Like so many, I just need to get the work done and keep my kids fed. Next week, I'll do my best to lighten up. Maybe write about the wrens nesting in my air conditioner, how I stubbed my gouty toe. But for now, I'm sitting with St. Jude, recalibrating the narrow range of how things are going to go. Yes, sir. Good old St. Jude. I'm reminded, by the way, that that pareidolia research I was doing, that all wound up helping me write that book, The Jesus Cow. So why did I pick that piece today? I picked it because uh, not so much for the thematics as how I react to it when I reread it and remember where my head was. And I picked it because it elicits fond and tender memories of the time when when I was writing it, as I said. And more to the point, the sounds and the tchotchkes, those St. Jude playing cards, if you will. And also the person who inspired the piece. I don't use the word inspired much. I I think inspiration is lovely, real, and desirable, but it is prodigiously overrated. But when I read this piece, I'm I'm going beyond what I've written to recall the singer of the song mentioned and, and how for years I listened to and cherished and drew, yes, inspiration from his work. And then finally one night in a coffee shop in St. Paul, I had a chance to actually sit and listen to him sing in person and Afterwards, we shot the breeze out back, and it it was one of those times where I was bracing for the possibility that the man might not match up to the music, because that's the thing that happens. But in this case, the conversation flowed, and he was kind, and and he knew my work, and he even went to his car, and he grabbed me a writing journal made by a Native American elder, and he gifted it to me, and I'd go on to write some stuff in that journal, some of which I shared with no one but myself, and, and you should thank me for that some of which became books, and and some of which I spoke on a stage before 20,000 beating hearts. Although none of them beating as fast as mine. Holy shnikes. (laughs) I took a couple shots of my scribbling and included it in the body of this message. I'm I'm hoping that'll do for your marginalia this episode. As happens with folks in our businesses, Drew Nelson and I kept in touch, but we rarely ever ended up in the same place. We we were more likely to just wave at each other literally or metaphorically across the median than stop and sit. A couple times when I was passing through his area on a book tour, we we did a little deal where he played some songs and I read from my book. And then one of those times when it was over, we went to a steak and shake and talked out something pretty heavy. And I'm not kidding. And the rest is not mine to share. And and the road will still take some twists and turns. But I can tell you that the last time I saw old Drew, he looked good. And maybe what I wanted to do in reading this piece today is revel in the fact that if in this life we are allowed moments along the trail, like me and Drew have been allowed, well, that triumphs over all the world's turpitude. And here's to us, and here's to you, and here's to St. Jude. And now, as you know, I ain't going to say goodbye. I'm just going to say, well, I suppose, forward. <laughs>